0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Hey KB. What's uh, <laughs> that smile for? Um, I just want to just talk in generalities here about about your stable for, going into this season and you know, it seems like there's a lot of guys that can do things situationally. Uh, will you be looking at certain guys for situational da- uh, situational plays? And if so, I mean, what guys are we talking about?
2: Well, I think that's a really good question. And if I had to answer that question, honestly, I said we're looking for all of them to be ready situationally. You know what I mean? I think um, when you got a group of guys that are so talented, uh, you try not to um, specialize anybody out. And obviously as a fall camp, fall camp goes on and we get closer to the season you know we're looking for production and consistency whether it be running the ball catching the ball out the backfield and also you know my big thing all always with these backs is going to be pass protection so as we continue to mold and grow and continue to get a little bit more cohesive um we're hoping that all these guys develop to take the next step, so they'll be ready for any situation
3: all right we'll go to chris fetters followed by anthony go ahead chris
0: yeah um KB, I was just curious. I asked Coach Lake a little bit about the the trend towards going after bigger running backs, and he talked about the idea that there's a reason why heavyweights don't get to fight lightweights. And I was curious whether or not you'd had conversations with him in the past about, you know, was there a conscious effort to try to go after bigger guys in the recruitment process? Because, I mean, right now, if you go to next year, you guys – I think you'd average over six foot of back and about 204 pounds based on the current current heights and weights and i was wondering if there was a kind of a method to all this stuff and if it was consciously done
2: well i would just say this i'm five nine and i am i feel more comfortable when i have guys that i look up look up at around me because i feel like i'm protected from the people in the stands from throwing stuff at me when my guys don't play good no i'm just playing um I think the big thing is, you know, as we've kind of gone through this and gone against some of these teams, once we get kind of down the stretch and, you know, you watch how these bigger backs, you know, wear down defenses in the second half and, you know, short-yarded situations. Now, obviously, uh, University of Washington, you know, we've been, you know, blessed with some really good backs like the Bishop Sankey's and obviously the guy that I had – I got a chance to coach, Miles Gaskin, who are just really good running backs. But we do continue to think we can get bigger – um, we can get guys that are agile at a bigger size when it comes to pass protection when it comes to moving the change on short yards when it comes to moving uh, the ball on the goal line now obviously we 're going to take the best player available and that 's what we 're always looking for is the guy that fits what we want to do but i do I will say this we are we are looking big and i' you know it's it 's a good feeling understanding the talent that we have in that size, so to say we 're just going after the biggest guy no. Um, we are looking, you know, still for that good quality running back that the University of Washington has a a tradition of having, but it's, we've been fortunate to feel good about the bigger guys that we've got in the room right now.
3: All right. We'll go to Anthony Edwards, followed by Lauren Kirschman. Go ahead,
0: Anthony. Hi, Coach Bonaparte. Last, uh, so so we didn't get the chance to speak with you yet, but- We've heard from Coach Lake
4: and Coach Donovan that the running backs are going to be key in the passing game this year. How have you guys been working on that this fall?
2: Well, you know, I I, I would say this. I think, um, you know, some of the things that uh, tends to happen with running backs in general, uh, they get overlooked in the past game because everybody's so used to seeing receivers and tight ends catching the ball out, catching the ball from the QB. But we've gotten you know fortunate to have some guys that can catch the ball really well. Like um, I don't know if a lot of people knew this, but Miles had some of the best hands on the team when he was here. Um, and you know some of the stuff we were doing is putting these guys. It's this this whole program is about growth. It's about innovation. About guys getting better and you know, catching the ball as part of football, blocking is part of the as part of the game, running is part of the game. And we've been able to kinda, of, you know, help these guys develop uh, you know, their hands, putting them in uncomfortable situations where they gotta line up and, you know, catch the ball out the backfield. You know, something that, you know, we try to you know, try to mimic and try to deal with now we're really forcing the issue to get those guys working on their hands and catching the ball.
3: All right. Um, I know the sound isn't so great, so we'll see if there's something we can do about that. But we'll go to Lauren Kirschman next, followed by Lars Hansen. Hey, I was wondering what you've seen from Cam Davis so far in camp and what you're looking for from him as far as potentially playing a bigger role this season
2: for you guys. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, Cam, is is the sound okay? But I don't ask. Good? Yeah. Yes, um,
3: Coach, it's much better okay. now, much better. Okay. Thank you.
2: Um. No, Cam is, uh, you know, definitely he's a guy that, you know, you we had him doing some of the what we used to call the candy dish last year. And you see him on those Sundays and get a chance to run. And, you know, he's explosive. He's gotten a lot bigger. I think he's really, really uh, a really tough kid. And he's really a conscientious kid. Um, he's an old school guy that's, you know, tough. And, you know, he wants to learn and he wants to, you know, get his opportunity. I'm excited to see what he can do, um, you know, most of the stuff has been, uh, you know, individuals and situational stuff, but he's tough and pass, pro. He has really good feet. Um, his speed, you know, is really exciting. I think, you know, the University of Washington and the fans are going to be really excited what Cam Day just, you know, brings to the football field. He just, just like the rest of these guys, just have to, has to keep developing. You know, I know we got Sean and uh, Camardi who are older guys, but, you know, you think about the Rich Newton and Cam, those guys, you haven't played a ton, and, you know, those guys have to I'm really excited about
3: what Cam has to offer to uh, this program. All right, we'll go to Lars Hansen, followed by Dan Riley. Go ahead, Lars.
2: How's it going, Coach? Good, good.
3: Um, so I noticed that
4: Kamari uh, is plus 17 pounds from last season, while McGrew is down 11. Kind of just talk about how do those guys contrast each other, because given they're obviously built totally different.
2: That is a very good question, because you know more than I know. <laughs> um <laughs> You know, obviously, I think you know you worry about. I know Kamari's heavier than he was last year. Um, I didn't have it down to the poundage, so now I'm embarrassed. But with that being said, you know he's running. He's running really good. Uh, You know, I think Kamari has always been our Swiss Army knife. He can block. He can. He can catch. Uh, He runs the ball decent enough. You know, obviously like as like I'll you know, never hesitate to say within these guys he needs to keep developing. Um but I will say this, what he's shown so far, um, I don't know if uh the poundage has helped him, but it definitely hasn't hurt him and he's looked really good this camp. Um with Sean, I think he felt like, you know, with him being a little bit heavier last year, uh, he didn't have the same quickness and burst that he's ha- that he has right now. Um, and I think with both of those guys that you're talking about, at the end of the day, um, it's going to be their thing going into their senior this being their senior year. Uh, if that works out, they have to just continue to work on being consistent and coming in day after day. I'm not worried about a great play on Tuesday and Wednesday. We want gr- good plays Tuesday through Tuesday through the next Tuesday, and that's really should be the main focus for those guys as they finish out uh, camp.
3: All right, we'll go to Dan Raley. He'll be followed by Mike Farrell. Go ahead, Dan.
2: Coach, uh, Richard Newton had kind
4: of an interesting year last year. He scored 11 touchdowns and had a lot of yards, but he didn't start. Uh, where's he at right now with uh, his progress?
2: He's good. You know, I think, uh, you know, I, I go back to uh, Rich, if you think about it, the year before, Rich redshirted and was out for a whole season. So he had a whole season where he didn't even play football. And then, you know, he got a chance to, you know, we found a role for him, obviously having Savon and having uh, Kamari and having Sean here and, you know, really trying to figure out, you know, how you get some of these guys to ball. And, you know, we put him in some wildcat stuff and then he started progressing in that fashion. And then just him getting more, comfortable with the package uh, when it comes when it comes to protection and exactly what he needed to do was kind of where his development stage was last season I think the big thing where he has kind of turned the corner is just his intensity and when we, when we talk about this team we talk about you know focus and building day after day just day after day and the consistency you can build there and that's really where Rich is at he's just trying to show up and be consistent day after day and really for me um You know, my thing is always going to be the big greatness going to come with can these guys block, can these guys understand protection. We know Rich can run the ball, but now we're just trying to build on him being an overall running back at the University of Washington.
3: All right, Mike Verrell next, followed by Chris Fetters. Mike, go ahead.
4: Yeah, Coach, just with, with Newton, like you said, I mean, he runs so physically, so violently, but there have been some injuries that come with that. Is that a concern at all? Do you need to do anything to protect him at all, or is his running style just what it is?
2: I think you just keep recruiting good running backs that can back him up if he does go down i mean that's really the answer. The one thing you want to, you don't want to do is uh um I guess, for lack of a better term, shave the horns on a bull. Just let him, just let him go. Um, obviously, I think the one thing that I try to focus on is, you know, I think about sideline and things like that, where you're not taking unnecessary shots that you don't need to. But if you think about it, last season he was in the, in on the short on the on the goal line. He was in on short yardage, and trust me, if you got a guy that's tiptoeing in those situations, uh, you guys will be trying to get me out of here, and the fans will be yelling too. So I think with what I, with that being said, he needs just to continue to run, 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 and stay in the weight room and stay as healthy as possible. But I'm not I'm not trying to hold him back at all.
3: All right, we'll go to Chris Fetters and then Anthony Edwards. Go ahead, Chris.
0: Yeah, Coach, kind of in that vein, I mean, he really did make his uh, – Richard did it as, as the, the wildcat, short yardage, uh, goal line type guy. Um, he really did so well there. But if you look at the Go Huskies roster now, I think you've got four, four tailbacks that are at least 220 pounds listed um or at least 210 is it is it one of those things now where you you have more variety you can use more guys or do you still feel like when you have a guy like Rich who's so effective in those situations that he's kind of your go-to guy and that and that's how you're going to roll
2: Oh uh, good question I think you know really for us um, and obviously we still got some time before we get to uh, get down to Berkeley. It's about putting the best guys on the field and obviously roles change. This is not a, we can't, we're not sitting, you know, talking about what we did last year. Obviously, if that was the case, we would not do a, a couple of things a lot better. Um, so these guys are just trying to develop and get themselves ready uh, for this season. Now, Good. The question is, do we think, you know, Rich is the short-term guy and this guy is at? No, not at this point. At this, at this point, everybody is trying to do their best to develop, to get ready in any situation to play ball.
3: All right, we'll go to Anthony, followed by Lars Hansen. Go ahead, Anthony.
1: You guys added a walk-on this year, capacity year, cherry. For someone like
4: him to just come into a such a deep position like this, um, like what motivated him to come to the University of Washington when there's so many people in front of him?
2: That's a very good question. You know, he's a kid from, uh, I think, the Linwood area. You, took, you said Capasio Cherry, right?
0: Yeah, he actually went to my high school.
2: Okay, yeah, um, yeah. I think you know it's something about being getting a chance to play at home. I mean, we're talking about the University of Washington, and when I when I say that, I don't say that lightly. But I always I think about you know the Sam Adams and the Saban Ahmeds and you know uh, Miles Gaskins that have played here. If I'm from the state of Washington, I mean, this is exactly where I'd want to go to school. I mean, you think about the purple, you think about the gold, you think about Husky Nation inside of Husky Stadium, you think everything that the University of Washington has to offer. I mean, having a couple guys in front of you or having to work uh, for something is what the Huskies are all about. So, that should not scare anybody from coming to the University of washington, so that's that's the answer why he's here. He wants to compete, he wants to be at one of the best programs in the country, and he wants to be on in one of the best programs in the country when it comes to football.
3: All right, we'll go to Lars followed by Kim go ahead Lars
4: hey coach um so and Sam Adams, as you mentioned, um just talk about what intrigued you about going down to Texas to find uh, j v on Sunday and then getting Sam adams as well
2: oh um okay i'll start i'll start with uh I'll start with Sam adams, I mean obviously household name with his dad and you know some of the stuff he was able to do here when he was a Seahawk and then you know over the years we've you know since I've been here at the University of Washington we've been recruiting um Eastside Catholic brandon Wellington you know you name a couple of the other guys, and then obviously uh you know now having Sam Adams here and getting a chance to watch um you know a big athlete you know he catches the ball well he's really smooth. Um, And, you know, obviously a guy being from Washington, him understanding how important it is to stay at home. I don't think, you know, sometimes you think you're just recruiting a local guy because he's a local guy. But no, this is a guy that is a big time player, um, a guy that, you know, will show some, you know, show some different things he can do on the football field for us. And we're really excited to have him in the room uh, and have him in this program with that being said. And then you think about, you know, Javion, obviously, it's always good to, you know, go outside your footprint a little bit. And, you know, you're trying to go outside your footprint and go get the best player available outside the footprint if that's possible. And got a chance to watch Javion's film, you know, when he was a sophomore. And I'm like, this guy's pretty interesting. And then kind of talked to the coaches about what he was all about, uh, the the type of work ethic he had, the way he attacked each game, the way, you know, he was as a person, and I'm like, well, he'll fit into this room uh, perfectly. And I think, you know, having, you know, a little mix—we got guys from California, we got guys from Washington, and then having a guy from uh, Texas, you know, in our room is a great mix-up and just adding more seasoning to the pot of what we call a stable. Um, you know, I think, you know, the fans and you know, you guys will be excited to watch these two young kids get going. All right, we'll wrap things
3: up for Coach Boniflo with Kim Grinolds Go ahead, Kim.
2: Hey, Coach, looking forward to your uh, pictures on your outside uh, Halloween decorations coming up soon. I'm sure it's going to be fun. <laughs> wait, 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 what pictures? What pictures? Are you, talking about? Are you there? Yeah, what, what pictures? What pictures? You your Halloween pictures out in your front yard. Oh, you're talking about the skeletons? Yeah, looking forward to those. That's, that's not in my house. It's so funny. Everybody thinks that's our neighbor. That's like people on our street that do that. That's the best part about it. People think I sat out in my yard and put up skeletons during the whole quarantine. It was my neighbors. I just walked by and took pictures. (laughs) But that's Twitter for you. (laughs) In today's day and age, is it realistic to have a workhorse back that, you know, averages 20, 25 carries a game? And, you know, when you've got a guy that – do you have some guys that just need to be in there to build up their rhythm later in the game? And would you rather have one guy 25 carries or split those carries? That's a good question. Now, I will tell you this. Uh, Kim, I got my own um, recipe um, on how I like to get my guys in there. And being that somebody will be able to find this interview somewhere, I don't want to give that to any other program. But I do feel this. It's all about getting the best guys on the field, guys that are going to be productive, guys that are going to produce, guys that are going to help, you know, the offense and this whole program move. And that's that's where I'll leave that one.
3: All right, that'll wrap it up for Coach Bonifa. We appreciate your time, Coach. Thanks. Right, thank Thank you.
4: Hey, Richard, I'm, I'm wondering, um, you have such a physical running style, but you've also had you know, n- a number of injuries in the last couple of years. Do you worry about that at all, or do you just, at the end of the day, just run the way that you run?
1: Uh, I don't really worry about that too much because at the end of the day, it's football. Um, I just try to go out and go as hard as I can every play, but uh, I don't really worry about getting injured too much.
3: All right, we'll go to Dan Raley followed by Chris Fetters. Go ahead, Dan.
1: Richard, you've uh, scored
4: a lot of touchdowns and picked up a lot of yards in the last year, but I don't think you've been a starter for maybe two and a half years since halfway through your high school's senior season. Would would that be a badge of honor for you to be a starter again to show that you've come all the way
1: back in your your journey? Uh, uh, Not really. I mean, um, it didn't really bother me not being a starter because I was still getting play time and I was still helping the team. You know what I mean? So that title as a starter, or whatever,
3: doesn't mean too much to me. All right, we'll go to Chris Fetters, followed by Lauren. Go ahead, Chris.
0: Yeah, Richard, it's kind of in that vein. I mean, you scored so many touchdowns last year, and we're kind of known as that third down, short yardage, goal line type guy. Does does that even matter to you, if, if you want to be considered an every down back, or as long as you're hitting the end zone, do you, do you even care?
1: Um, actually, I do. I wanted to uh, – expand my game as to being more of an every back, but I was actually just taking the role that was given to me, so um didn't really bother me either.
3: All right, we'll go to Lauren. Lauren will be followed by Lars. Go ahead, Lauren. Hi, Richard. I'm wondering about one of the new guys in your room. Uh, what has your impression been of JV on Sunday?
1: Uh, he's a young guy, funny guy. Uh, can't wait to uh, see them get going, all the young guys. I like them a lot.
3: All right, we'll go to Lars, followed by Mike Varel. Go ahead, Lars.
4: Hey, Richard, I noticed you uh, your weight isn't any different from what it was listed at last season. Um, just talk about what were you able to do this off season to kind of keep your body in as good a shape
1: as you could, given given the circumstances? Uh, really, I was um, working on being lighter uh, so I can be faster, but um, I'm trying to balance it. You know what I mean? I've never been this heavy, so – I'm trying to balance speed and power and all that.
3: All right, we'll go to uh, Mike Varel, followed by Christian Capel. Go ahead, Mike.
4: Yeah, uh, Richard, you know, you had that touchdown catch against BYU, and I'm wondering, do you feel like you can be more of a, of a factor in the passing game this season?
1: Yes, I do. Um, that's what we've been working on all offseason, uh, all of us running backs, um, just being more of a weapon in the pass game and getting the ball out of the backfield.
3: All right, we'll go to Christian Capel and then Kim Grinolds Go ahead, Christian.
1: Yeah, Richard, I'm just wondering um, what it is about the wildcat that you, that you think makes you a good fit for for sort of that role. Obviously, we we don't know if that's going to be a part of the offense going forward or not. But um, what what was kind of the the trick to it last year for for you that allowed you to have some success there? Um, <laughs> I've really been running wildcat my whole life, so um, I've kind of just had a knack for it. I was really glad they put me, they chose me um, as a Wildcat guy. Uh, and I played a little bit of quarterback. So um, being in that position wasn't too too different for me.
3: All right, Kim Grinnells, followed by Dan Raley. Go ahead, Kim.
2: Hey, Rich, if they let you call plays for the Cal game, how many carries would you get?
1: <laughs> um, I think I distribute the ball uh, pretty much everywhere. Yeah. I don't really know how many carries I give myself. I'm not too I'm not selfish. I wouldn't I'm not selfish, but I do want the ball. <laughs> All
3: right. We'll go to Dan Rayleigh followed by Chris Fetters. Go ahead, Dan.
4: Richard, what was your freshman year like? Did you did you didn't even put on a you didn't go to practice and put on pads or anything? Or or is that not true?
1: Uh, no, I, I went to practice. Um I was just injured most of the year, so I was it was a learning year for me. Um, a lot of learning, but my freshman year was cool. I got to learn a lot. I got to learn the offense, how, how things worked around here. And I think it's good. I think it was good for me.
3: All right. Chris fetters followed by Mike Farrell. Go ahead, Chris.
0: Rich. I know Sean is still a big part of, of the, the, the stable and a big part of what you guys try to do. Uh, in the in the run game, but generally speaking, you guys over the last few years have gotten a lot bigger, and it looks like you're going to continue to even get bigger next year. Uh, what does that do, do you think, for you guys as as a group when you kind of look at it, uh, bigger picture?
1: Um, for us, the more guys, the better. So um, we don't mind having a bigger a bigger running back room. Uh, actually, we we like it more. Actually.
0: All
3: right, we'll go to Mike Farrell, followed by Christian Capel. Go ahead, Mike.
1: Yeah, Richard, I'm going to throw two quick questions
4: at you. Um, a lot of people in the last year have kind of described your running style in different ways. I'm curious
1: how you would describe your running style. And also the move to number six, is there any significance to that? Um, I really don't know what to describe my running style because I haven't got to um, really do or show what – like everything I could do, I haven't got really into open space. I haven't got – in a foot race like that so um i really don't know what to describe it right now um hopefully this upcoming year you guys will see and you guys describe what you want but um number six i didn't really i didn't really uh there's no significance behind it i wanted a single digit and they gave me six and i'm cool with that
3: all right we'll go to christian caples followed by chris fetters and then dan raley go ahead christian
1: I'm uh, wondering if, if you could give us a scouting report on Cam Davis as a running back. Cam Davis, he's a, he's kind of kind of like me size-wise, um, fast, uh, really. He has everything to his game. He's a smooth back. He's kind of shifty. Uh, he has some power to him. I like watching Cam play.
3: All right. Uh, Chris Fetters, then Dan Raley, and we'll wrap it up with Tony. Go ahead, Chris.
0: Yeah, Rich. When when asked uh, Coach Lake about uh, getting bigger in terms of size, the, the running backs, he said that there's a reason why uh, heavyweights don't don't fight lightweights. Um, are you seeing the 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 kind of the production with the with the bigger backs, bigger size guys, and 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 how that might work for your guys as advantage as you go forward?
1: Um, yeah, especially um, with Lake, um, he wants more power, so. I think having more weight on us helps a lot because we want to run and pound the ball. So, but we also have the speed backs to complement us. And I think it goes hand in hand, but I think power uh, is a big part of our offense.
3: All right. We'll go to Dan Raley. And then again, Tony will wrap us up. Go ahead, Dan.
4: On that uh, comparison to running backs, I told Ahmed last year that he was probably the penny of the Huskies and that you were the, Chris Carson, and he liked that comparison. What do you think?
1: Um, I, I like that, too. Um, I think last year I we did well with just complimenting each other, just working off each other, um, getting energy off each other. And, um, yeah, that comparison is pretty nice. I like Chris Carson.
3: <laughs> All right, we'll go to Tony Castercone with the last question for Richard. Go ahead, Tony.
1: Hey, Rich, uh, curious about uh, your freshman year um not playing football and then getting out there as a red shirt you're you're in fourth and one you're you're lined up to take the snap the first snap of your college career what are you thinking about before that play and then of, of course you run it for a 23-yard touchdown what 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 was that like for for your first college carry um me coming in at well that play we practiced it um uh, I don't remember what I was, what I was going through. I was pretty nervous, though. I was nervous. I had butterflies. Um, but I didn't believe it'll go that. I didn't. didn't I didn't believe it'll. I score, and when I did, it didn't feel real. It felt just like a movie, kind of. Like but, I've never touched the end zone before. <laughs> but it was. It was cool. It was crazy. <laughs>